How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, folks. Um, hope you're buckled up and ready for this wonderful conversation that Bridie and I had with Madam Bella Cummins. Uh, she's the owner of Bella's Hacienda Ranch, which is a legal brothel in Wells, Nevada. And um, uh, Bella is, you know, she's always fighting for better experience for sex workers that she works with. But most recently, uh, she's advocating for a change in stigmatizing language on sex worker licenses to show greater respect for women working in the controversial space. Uh, of course, you know, with Bridie's long-standing um, fascination and love for uh, for brothels, uh, this made for a really wonderful conversation. And Bella is an absolute delight. And, uh, and I feel like you're going to love this just as much as we did. So enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. This is uh, this is going to be a treat because uh, we've talked about the the uh, the world of 
sex work in many different episodes mm -hmm. in the in the course of uh, of doing the show. We've talked to uh, a couple of people who work um, who work in legal brothels in the United States as uh, as I guess employees, but mm -hmm. also as owners. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, today we're going to dive into the world of of legal sex work. Um, as we are joined by Madam Bella Cummins, uh, who is the owner of Bella's Hacienda Ranch. I've, I love I love the word Hacienda. I, I believe you can't you can't get, introduce our guests without saying that they're the longest standing madam of a legal brothel. Okay. In rural Nevada. That's act, that's actually that's knowledge to me. So very interesting. I love this already. Um, uh, with that, then what I'll do is is first of all, uh, Bella, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, We're so excited you. to have you on the show. Secondly, take a moment to give yourself uh, uh, an introduction to both Bridie and I, but also to our listeners. Uh, who is Madam Bella Cummins? Oh my goodness! Well, Madam Bella Cummins. Um, basically started out as a bookkeeper in the business and I learned how to understand the very, very beginning of what I call uh, the legal brothels in rural Nevada. And they were very different back then. However, Madam Bella has become uh, more of a mentor and, and helping women as these decades have gone on to evolve, uh, I, I'm going to say organically, which is probably what everyone does get to do, but uh, in this particular setting that's involved with, with uh, I'm going to say, a profession that has this stigma and stereotyping mm -hmm. uh, stuck to it, it can be more difficult to evolve organically. Mm. Totally. So I've, I've become a, a woman willing to speak up about it, willing to speak up about the one part of, of the industry that has been tested and proven to work. All right. And I, I really don't believe I could have become who I am today without being in this industry as a leader. Mm. Mm -hmm. that's such a cool okay so i feel like that's the beginning of almost like a porn like i'm a hi i'm like a fresh bookkeeper at a bookkeeping mm -hmm. school and i'm going to get my first job what a dream gig to be a bookkeeper of a legal brothel that sounds like a fascinating insight into um like you said the back the back door of the business and business world and then at what point wait hold, hold on hold on are you gonna tell bella or am i about about what? About you and your like your. Well, I was really excited <laughs> to see your email because it it I you know I've had a long standing fantasy of being a um, a madam in a brothel. Now I am sure that I don't have the slightest clue of what it really uh, looks like, but I'll tell you something. This is what I picture. We're really into cowboys in my house right now. We watch a lot of a Yellowstone. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really picturing like, uh, uh, a big grand house that when you walk into, it feels 
luxurious and there's a staircase and there's beautiful women scantily clad everywhere. But my job as a madam, what I, what I, I think I'm hoping to find out from you if, if I could actually be one is you got to make sure people are showing up on time. You got to make sure the place is the business is running smoothly. You've got to do all your marketing and your PR. And then you've got to uh, greet your clientele and give them the rundown. Like it seems like a multifaceted job to me sounds really interesting. Many hats. But on but- top of that, you have to do all of that in a world that does not accept that space and that work as legitimate. Yeah, which would be what it would be here. Like there's nowhere around here in Canada that I know of Mm -hmm. that that dream could become a reality. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like it's a good fight, though, to fight. Well, Bridie, we're going to be evolutionary. And that's what I believe uh, your podcast is really about when you're talking about all of this. You know, the only thing we brought with us was a body. And it's a body that wants to touch. It wants sensual, mm-hmm. sexual experiences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and yet it seems to be what humanity is the most afraid of and has, has created this, um, I always like to call it a tarnish over the fact that it, it's okay to even have many different partners it's Mm. how we do it it's is it a harm to none is it uh is it manipulative we don't and so this whole uh concept of of our uh, i'm going to say walking around in these bodies is totally misunderstood Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm I, I'm, uh, I, I mean, first of all, I love that. And, uh, and you know, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of preaching to the choir here and, and probably even to most of our listeners, I feel like probably be in the same boat, but like just the sheer fact that we live in a, in a world where, um, sex work is, is vastly, uh, viewed as like an illegal activity, um, is just it's it's kind of astounding. It's like it's really jaw dropping to me. Um, but also, I gotta say, you know, we're living in a time where it seems to be that uh, we're living in a time that seems like to be very rapidly evolving. Um, and and if you had told me, say, fifteen years ago, that um, that some doctors in a province here in Canada would be leading psilocybin based therapy um, with, you know, group therapy with, with a number of patients. Um, And they would be doing that legally uh, and recognized by the government of Canada as like a total legal activity. I would have said you're fucking high. Like there's no, you, you're on psilocybin right now. There's no, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. I just can't imagine that world or us getting to a place where like, legislation will be passed to to see that as a reality. But yet here we are. I mean, this happened in the last week. This has happened in Quebec, um, uh, where a number of doctors led the very first uh, legal recognized group therapy session using psilocybin as a as a modality to go deeper into into, you know, therapeutics. Okay. 
shit. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a big step forward in the right direction. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I'm just kind of curious, Bella, considering that this is something that you've been in this, you've been in this game for a while and, and, you know, you've seen, uh, culture and society change quite a bit over the, the, you know, over the number of years. What are your thoughts and like, what are your, you know, what's your, what is your take on the, the reality of legal regulations surrounding sex work making big leaps within the next, say, 20 years? Do you think that this is something that is realistic or, or possible? Or do you think it's, it's, it's more so in that kind of pipe dream sort of status? Well, I believe this way, all right? I have, um, we'll say, 37 years of being uh, Madame Bella at Bella's Hacienda Ranch. Now, when I first began my career there after, you know, the book work part, I, it was actually legal to have sex without a condom. And we did not deal with STDs or STIs. Right. That that somehow or another we created that in this universe. Way after, you know what I call the need for protected, you know, condomed sex. Mm-hmm. So as all of this has moved forward, I like to talk about the fact that as I mentioned before, the tested and the proven is this small, little, rural part of Nevada, all right, that has these legal brothels, mm-hmm. all right? It's, I know it's small, but if it's a test, it's successful, right. all right? In the brothel, you have total deregulation. No one's going to be arrested. There is... a public safety, there's tax revenue that happens. Um, and there's also, you know, that safety just for the people involved, the guests and the courtesans, right? So that right there, all right, it is all that this industry that's absolutely so huge and so multi-tiered globally, that if that's the one thing that can become legal within the next, I'm going to say, decade, mm-hmm. then that's the model. Because in our Nevada statutes, if anything happens outside of the brothel, then you have the Nordic law and you have, you know, there is no decriminalization right. and you can be a criminal then. And I really, I don't believe, I less than believe that people exchanging sex for money, uh, you need to somehow be criminals. Right, <laughs> right. right. But the only way to, to take what's left of Nevada's uh, Wild West, all right, is, is this understanding of how rural Nevada brothels work, the how and the why. Yeah. So in, in the, what I call the, the blueprint if states could just adopt that in rural areas, they may never get into the bigger cities. It would be great if they did, but if they did that, you know, it would be, it's still along that same lines of, of, uh, you know, what did, 
Nevada originally have that other states didn't have. Oh, we had gambling, uh, quickie divorces, quickie marriages. Um, we had, you know, the, um, of course, the prostitution, as it was called. That's all we have left. Gambling's everywhere. Divorce, mm. quickie marriages, whatever. All of that is is out. cannabis. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that still hasn't been addressed correctly mm-hmm. is that that blueprint of how to regulate and how to have, um, I'm going to say, locations where guests and courtesans alike that choose to work that way mm-hmm. can, in fact, have a, a license and, and, and I'm going to say, do all the required things that make them a legal business, mm-hmm. a legal sole proprietor, entrepreneur, which is, you know, a state business license, uh, fingerprinting, uh, a local work card or a county work card or um, all the medical testing that goes along weekly. Mm -hmm. But those women that choose to do that and the clients that choose to, um, I'm going to say, satisfy themselves in uh, any number of ways, that's the setting. And that right there is what I'm saying we have the opportunity to create within our, I'm going to call it our next little while. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It makes me think about like as a rural, as a set of rural communities in Nevada that have this um, license like you, is there a lot of communication between you folks as like a group in terms of, you know, protecting what you do and, you know, creating or involved in any sort of um I guess just like any sort of community involvement between all of you that makes what you do easier because while you were talking, I was picturing trying to do something like this in Nova Scotia. And I was like, okay, but would you need a few communities to be like, Hey, we want to do this. It's Mm. been, we have a, there's a blueprint down here. We like, it's just like how they tested the new garbage recycling Mm. thing, you know, on a commute on a small rural community. It's like, okay, that's a great idea, but do you need a community to do it? What comes to, to mind, Bridie, is a little bit of how Nevada got into their, their cannabis industry, all right? And it was where little groups of people uh, could apply for so many licenses, right? And so it, it was a huge undertaking. And it, it doesn't have to be that in-depth because the, you know, the model for uh, what I call buying an existing license in mm-hmm. Nevada, because you can't just go create one. You have okay. to buy an existing one that ha- was um, voted into existence by the people in each either, I'm going to say county. And then there's a little bit more to it where like my license comes from the city of Wells. So Elko said, yes, we're going to have them. Uh, and they said they're going to have this many, but then Wells said yes, but we are going to have a two. We're going to have two brothels. All right. So it, you mm. see, there was a, it was a people's choice, okay. and I think that's important. Mm. The people, the the people were able to vote 
you know, if you will, without anyone knowing how they voted. Right. And I do believe that's important because it's still so stigmatized mm. that a person can be very pro, but if they're, I'm going to say ahead of their time pro, uh -huh. then they may have this backlash or backwash of, you know, the surf kind of wiping them out and taking them down to their knees. And, and then there's people that don't mind at all. Mm. You know, I, I know that, that we live in a, rather religious community they these beautiful souls they don't want to be asked well which side are you on mm. but they don't they never want us to go away <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's huge business is booming yeah and yeah, yeah and, and does it 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 contributes to the community because it brings people to wells well, yes. Think well. Think about this, okay? And right now, I seem to be the only uh, brothel owner that that really wants to put on what I call the mouthpiece, all right? Because I really believe in exactly what you believe, righty, that and, and Jeremy, that this should move forward, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and because I'm really the only woman, the longest-standing woman. And, you know, a lot of the other women, well, yes, they might be part of their brothel, but they aren't the owner. They okay. haven't stood behind the bar. They haven't done the things that I really believe have created Madame Bella to understand how fragile we are, to understand, you know, the clients. Well, why do clients come in? You know, why, why are the courtesans choosing this? And they're... More and more, the women say this, I don't want to look over my shoulder. I, I just, it, there's so many facets where they have to wear all those hats like I do, you know, whether it's uh, the marketing and then the interviewing and then, you know, they have to maybe have a motel room or hotel room. <laughs> and it's like, it's all of that for, um, and then safety. You know, so you, it, I wouldn't want to look over my shoulder either. Mm. No, I would be, I'd be. I'd be really curious to know if there's been any sort of studies done on the, on you know, on the brothels in general in Nevada, the legal brothels in Nevada in general, but also like safety. Like, how much does it reduce threat? You know, in this business as like as a as a courtesan like how likely am i to have a a problem let's let's just keep it with a with a client at a, a legal licensed brothel at, i would assume i'm a lot safer in that environment than i am like like you were talking about the girls who are on their own doing all their own marketing renting their own motel rooms like doing their own screening you know you 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 would have such a knack for so many of those things. Friday, it's l way less than 1%, 1%. Of, you know, that there could be something that happens, you know, because, well, if you think about it, all right, let's say the guest comes through our door, all right? They're the ones nervous. They're the mm -hmm. ones on their best behavior. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that want everything to go right. And they, oh, golly, how does this work? Or, or if it's a, 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 let's say, a relatively frequent client, 
Well, then they know, but then they also know that they can have any woman they'd like. They can, you know, talk out loud about whatever experience they'd like. They have, they can come to terms with the finances and that the end, let's say, as they're back at the front door, that, that there is that euphoric sense of satisfaction that just everything unfolded correctly. It was like the perfect one night stand type of thing mm -hmm. where just everything was uh, fantasy like. Yeah, an experience. And yet, turn it around, Bridie, walk into his apartment. Who's going to be nervous? Mm -hmm. You would be nervous. You'd be like, oh boy. You know, click the door locks. You know, it's like, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's what horror movies are made out of. <laughs> uh, I just, um, I, I, I do want to say, like, just for, just for context for our listeners, um, uh, Wells, where, where the, where the, um, where the brothel is located, um, it's, it's an incredibly small place. Um, I, I just, I just took a moment to look it up. Uh, in 2010. Uh, a 2010 census, the population was 1,292. Um, and in terms of like, in terms of a, an area, um, the the land area of Wells is 6.9 square miles or 17.8 square kilometers. And for context for you, Bridie, uh, Halifax is 238 square kilometers. Okay. Uh, the, the urban Halifax. So, I mean, like, that's a very small, very, very small. Uh, is it a small spot. city? Does that sound right? A thousand people? Yeah. It, yeah. It's all right. But I didn't here, think you have a city that small. <laughs> but, well, we do. We do. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's incorporated. And God knows, please, if, if everybody stays alive, we, you know, we might be at 1280 today. <laughs> uh, but here's the magic. All right. This is why Bella's is the best location of any brothel in the state okay we're the closest to utah and idaho mm. both are pretty darn religious states that these beautiful souls can make it you know those couple hours yeah. to paradise that's yeah. all right yeah. but the other part is us 93 Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Interstate 80 is the crossroads of Wells. So thousands of people come through that crossroad Mm -hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And besides that, we are now something like a five truck stop community. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, people don't come to Wells to decide, well, where am I going to get fuel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, you know, yes, there's plenty of these thousands of people that may have a card for one or the other of these particular fuel stops. But when Bella's, of course, is a destination, they're still going to buy fuel. They're going to stay in the hotels. Mm-hmm. They're going to eat. They may go to the grocery store or the dollar store. There's all these other places that the money gets spent. And so the population at times can look like, oh, my God, why would any courtesan or client go there? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it's a place. That's absolutely uh, what I already referred to as a destination. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, it's like everybody passes through Wells at some time in their life. They have to, yeah, if they're going yeah. east to west or north to south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, and so it's, um, it's a good thing that, the brothels are there because typically all of those types of, we'll call them truck stops, but uh, you know, th- there's another word. It's like travel center. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that is where in most states there, there's a huge amount of illegal activity. Sure. Okay. And it's like, you know, where everybody's knocking on everybody's door, you know, or in vehicles, there's none of that. Yeah. You know, we don't have crime. We don't have, you know, uh, sexual, you know, raping situations. We we don't we don't have that because we've been there since nine, really nineteen fifty, but different building, of course, and and then it was actually made legal by the legislature around nineteen seventy. Okay. So that's about fifty three years of tested mm. uh, and proven, and and we don't have any of that with just decrim. Mm-hmm. What well, chances are it won't work, but there's there, there's no longevity that says whether it would or wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Turn me on podcast. We'll be back after this short break. I'm I'm curious about the um you know we we talked earlier about the stigma that surrounds um sex work in, in, I I guess we could just straight up say like North America. I mean, it's, it's the same up here, uh, highly stigmatized. Um, and, and I think it, you know, it's, it's probably pretty evident the, the ways in which stigma sort of affects the business from a, from like a, like a, 
like a general population or, or societal kind of way where people view it as like whatever sinful or they view the work as dirty or they view, you know, those types of things that are like the classic sort of understanding of the stigma surrounding sex work. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious about, especially when we're talking to someone who is, is in the business of sex work, but from a technically legal standpoint and that legality being very unique to certain spots in Nevada. Um, what kinds of stigma surround the like legalities, uh, in particular, like the language used in, in legislation or licensing or any of those types of things? Like, do you, do you see much stigma that, that surrounds the actual language of the law um, that, you know, whether that has an, a negative effect on the, on the, you know, the girls that are, that are working legally or from your perspective of like an owner of a business, like what kinds of, what kinds of uh, stigmatized language do you s- tend to find in things like licenses and, and legislation and stuff like that? Two, house of prostitution and prostitute. Mm-hmm. Those are still words <laughs> used in it just so, like so commonly why, used. So why would I have an issue with that? Mm. All right. Very simply put, these women are legally licensed and tested. Why would you put the same name, the same label on them as someone that jumps through no hoops, maybe pays no taxes? You know, it, it, that it's wrong. I mean, think about, you know, garbage man. What they're sanitation engineers now. <laughs> right. So I mean, it's gone through right. all of these change. It went from garbage man to trash man to, you know, and it and so I understand that courtesan means prostitute of of the upper class of the nobility of you know the clergy. Well, and, and it dealt with education, things like that, right? Public safety went back to the 1500s in Venice, but. The idea is that is what they are. Mm. They are absolutely working with clients that aren't working a deal in a back alley or they aren't meeting somebody in a casino. And and then we go up to the room. I mean, this there's no licensing there. Mm. Mm-hmm. So th- they have earned. A, 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 I hate to use label a title. That says, this is the difference. This is what I'm doing willingly. There's, you know, that, that, that sex trafficking, when you're fingerprinting FBI, all that stuff, it's, how would you even have that be possible? Mm. All right. It, so there's all of these safety factors in there that are what these women are willing to go through all of these requirements in order to be what I call a courtesan. Mm. Yeah, you, you want a better word. We're word people. We love mm. words. And I think the choice of like language is, is so important. And uh, courtesan, I've heard you say now a few times over this conversation, and it's always perked my ears up because I, I wondered what the terminology is that you use. Um, and courtesan does have a very like it's it has a very high status sort of ring to it. And when I think about I, when I think about that even being something 
like when I file my taxes, I'll get like a drop down. I'm a, I'm an independent contractor. I'll get a drop down list of like possible professions to that I might do to select. And for years I've been an entertainer because I, I've been an actor. I've, and then when I went into film work, I was like, well, I might as well just keep the same. I'm still working in entertainment. I'll continue to be an entertainer. And then you know, podcasting will continue to be an entertainer. And the women I know who do sex work in Canada, um, especially like uh, online, like camming stuff, they will file as an entertainer. Like mm. that is the word. And I think that's a great, I also think that's a great word because I would assume that there's a certain amount of entertainment that your courtesans are very proficient at. It is a skill to be able to hold someone's attention and draw them in and make their fantasies come true. So I, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate courtesan. Um, is that, I mean, like, is that the word, you know, if, if you had a, if you had a say in what the, the, the language that would be used in legislation or the language that would be used in, you know, in licenses, um, is courtesan the word that feels like, you know, that you would love to see or, or, you know, or is just as simple as sex worker, you know, like, or registered sex worker or something to that degree. Like what is, what is the language that, that you feel fits best? Jeremy, sex worker won't work. Mm. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. When that door closes and, and the, the guest and the courtesan are on the other side of the door, there is no guarantee that penetration happens. Sure. Right. Right. And we have, is it all massage? Is she being an excellent listener? You know, what part of her courtesanship is this guest requiring? Mm. And that could be, you know, a gentleman, uh, a, a lady, a couple. What, uh, what happens behind that closed door rarely is all about the sexual act. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First of all, that would be an endurance contest. (laughs) And and I don't, you know, I've been on the other side of that door listening and there's a lot of laughter going on on the other Mm -hmm. side. I don't know what they're looking at, but (laughs) it's as if there's more to it than just labeling it sex worker that has a heavy energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it, it does feel like, you know, and, and speaking about language and watching language sort of evolve and change and the way that we relate to certain words, um, depending on the, on the era and the time, mm-hmm. you know, prostitute, when I say that, when I hear the word prostitute or the word prostitute comes out of my mouth, it feels derogatory. It feels demeaning. Um, sex worker, not as much, but it feels like it's getting there. It feels like that is sort of the, it's, it's, it's almost being lumped in with the same sort of, I don't know, like the, the same, uh, energy that, that, that I feel when I, when I sort of, um, line it up next to the word prostitute and courtesan, I, I mean, that's, that's a new, not, the, not a new word for me. I've heard the word before, but a new, I'm, I'm having this like moment of like, oh yeah, that's a new I'm relating to this word in a new way, um, which I think is energy. Yeah. New energy, clean energy. Totally. Okay. But what about the word escort? Where, how do you feel about that? Mm. And what, what does that 
what's how, what's the difference there for you between those two words? Because that's pretty popularly used mm-hmm. or around here, mm-hmm. at least. And I understand that when we get into the escort, there's an opportunity that it's of a, I'm going to say, a higher, uh, let's call it a higher moral class, okay? Sure. So in other words, you could say call girl, mm-hmm. right? And you would think, ah, you know, uh, probably drop dead gorgeous, but does it involve licensing does it involve how does it involve safety for for uh guest and or client and uh escort so i mean there's things in there where it flies under the radar right now Mm. but i believe that escort done correctly can be very high class Mm -hmm. and and there's nothing that says that these ladies aren't getting tested privately because mm-hmm. I believe women do. Yeah. But they don't have something that helps them identify should they be approached by, let's just say law enforcement that says, I'm a independent contractor. Oh, here's my license. You know, or here's my work card or whatever that is. Mm. So that, oh, great Sally or whatever that is. It's like, there's nothing there yet. And that's one of those tears that, that we're talking about that, that do happen outside of what I call a location. But, you know, when you look at the legal brothels, uh, I always say it's somewhat like Disneyland. All right. And that you couldn't have Disneyland if there was no location. Mm. So in the rural Nevada situation, there are locations. And so when a client comes to the door, that person would know if they did any research that this they're safe, uh, people are tested, they'd, they'd be able to you know, uh, go through uh, a, a very short educational informational process that says, all right, this is how I'm going to experience, you know, my, my sensual sexual side. I, I, I'm glad we entertained the idea of escort for a second, but I totally, now I'm really like, I'm like, I know courtesan is the number one choice (laughs) because, because it also hasn't been established yet at least around here. Like if we were to start, say, let's say, say we had legal brothels that were able to open in a decade or two decades from now, courtesan is, is a fresh word. Like you said, that doesn't carry any stigma and it probably makes you have to think a little bit more about what the experience is that you're going for. Cause an escort also implies that you are escorting them. El- elsewhere mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go Close up for a second oh did we lose you Close up for a second but carry on we're back okay well anyway i'm, I'm just glad that we did we we talked that out i just need to entertain that idea of escort for a moment you but- also might uh, you might love looking up courtesan on wikipedia it's uh, it's quite a, an extensive uh it's quite an extensive wikipedia for one singular word okay very, very interesting Okay. Um, I, 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 we, we're coming up to time here, Bella, but before we, before we do wrap up, I would love to, 
I would love to just get your um, get a breakdown from you on what the and and please excuse me if I don't pronounce this correctly, but the uh, the the Onesta Foundation did I did I pronounce that correctly? What is the Onesta yeah. Foundation? Well, the Onesta Foundation was it's funded by me, all right, and and it had this goal that I don't believe it's been able to achieve yet. But it was about creating a, an organization for the working women with, even though they may not, they might be in another brothel, that, that had a woman that said, you do have something to say, speak up, I'm right here. You know, I have your back. And instead of because of the stigma and the stereotyping and the judgment and all that but it it had a little bit of a reverse effect but what it was really good at was being supportive when there were a couple of religious groups in two different counties that really wanted to close those particular brothels and and they failed the vote was put, even put to a vote and and the brothels stayed in business mm. by uh a landslide margin. <laughs> you know, the, so you know, people want them. And that's something that I would like the world to understand when when it really came down to, to well, we're gonna make you vote on this again. It it tested and proven the yeah. people want them there. So it's like if the rest of of, of the, let's say the United States or Canada could get a grip on that <laughs> and they could hand select, you know, people yeah. that put in an application that have the background for, you know, the, for um, operating, uh, let's call it a legal brothel. It's because mm -hmm. that, that the house of prostitution is one of those things. So, you know, a, a legal brothel and, the, and then, you know, have it, have it be something that, uh, has the correct regulations so that there aren't any women that wind up in a situation that uh, that no one would want to be in. Mm -hmm. But like I said, uh, I know people can be corrupt anywhere, but I believe brothels run correctly like those in, in Nevada. It, it's golden. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely, uh, you know, money generating for communities and is, um, you know, a, a public safety guarantee. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, And like, and, and a service that I think, you know, it's like a lot of people like to, uh, a lot of people like to choose to not think about it, but it's a service that is being provided. That is, that is very fucking necessary. You know, it's like the, like you said, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily all to do with penetrative sex. I mean, if you break down what's going on here, it, it is, it's so multifaceted, you know, it, it's, 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 it's about connection. It's about loneliness. It's about, um, you know, it's about, uh, catharsism. It's about like, it's, it is about so many more things than just putting a dick in a vagina or a dick in an ass. Like, it's like, you know, we're, let's, let's wake up. You know, it's, it, we're such a, we're such a silly, we're just such a silly 
snobby. Uh, we're just such a silly, snobby um, um, animal. You know, like it's it's just so silly to me that we're we still we still view sex the way that we do. Yet when it comes to push, to, when when push comes to shove, and you get in there and you start voting. Well, it's pretty fucking clear that actually, around. actually, we don't want to see any of this go away. We want to keep this here. And the reason is because it's, it is just natural. It's just a natural part of us and, and our, the way that we tick. So, you know, to, to know that there's people like yourself out there who are doing the work that you do to allow this to happen, but also to like try to push the the needle forward so we can see a day where, you know, the the world of of courtesans, the world of sex work can catch up to the world of legal cannabis, to the world of, you know, uh, legal, legal, I mean, legal, I'll say it, legal drugs, like you, alcohol, caffeine. I mean, here in Canada, cannabis, soon to be in many places, psilocybin, things like that, where at one point we just looked at and we thought, well, that's, you know, even alcohol one day. What one will point. happen to society? That's right. What will happen to society? <laughs> well, you know, the society might might actually be able to be able to feel a lot healthier and, and 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 up here, you know, and like that's that's one of the one of the key things that I think is is most important to this type of work, which is that it's not just about it's not just the physicality. There is there is a there is a key mental aspect that that surrounds this work. Um, that Mental, has to, emotional. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that, that was even proven during the big lockdown. Mm, people, mm-hmm. you can't lock people away from one another. They absolutely begin to just uh, fragment. Mm-hmm. So it, that should have taught us something. Madam Bella, if I were to overhear that a brothel license was for sale, in Nevada, how much might I expect to have to save up <laughs> for a, a license? How much do they go for? Uh, well, the license, yeah, it, it depends on a couple of things. It depends on location, all right, and the size of the brothel. You know, there are a few brothels, let's say there's three that are like really big okay all right and i mean it's like an incredible number of women are in there okay all right and then there's me at bella's hacienda ranch and in in bella's you know i could have as many as 14 okay typically we are somewhere between eight and ten is that considered small well that's what i consider medium okay and then the smaller could be one lady to three or four. Okay. So they're really, they're tiny or their location is uh, not just rural, remote. Right. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, so I'm going to say that, you know, a, the brothels that are, or I'm going to say have all those a tremendous number of women, they're they're out of sight in price. They're like just, a like a million dollars for a license. That's what it is for a fishing license here, isn't it? I think a lobster fishing license is, or a fishing license in this province wrong, is a million dollars, something like that. Yeah. Well, I think in some areas that would be the license. Yeah. But the, then you have the rest of the sale, which could of course go into 
uh, many more millions. Okay. Because, you know, but there is, there is definitely, a, a, I'm going to say, a dollar amount or a value for a brothel license. Mm-hmm. Because there, there, it's, there are no more. It yeah. is just this number, that's all there'll be. Yeah. So it does make it like in some places, um, a, you know, a liquor license being unbelievable or the lobster license. Yeah. But, you know, as we know, and nothing, uh, nothing good happens with what we call like a prohibition. Mm-hmm. You know, when alcohol went away mm-hmm. or when, you know, drugs were underground or or all of these types of things. Mm. Uh, and so it, that's where the darkness happens. That's where things get out of control. And we we're born at a time when th- th- things are regulated. We pay mm. taxes. We mm-hmm. It's just how it is. So yeah. there's nothing that's going to change that. But if we're going to take and help people, you know, have these experiences they'd like to have sensually and sexually, then locations are the best option Mm. Mm -hmm. until it can become something where there could be an independent person that can do the same thing and we could call it more of an escort or a call girl or 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 whatever title Mm. i i I love it yeah i mean uh again i'll 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 say it uh Madame Bella, you, you are, uh, you're, you're doing something great. And, uh, and I hope that in, in my lifetime, we get to see the work that you have done, uh, pay off in, in a, in a world where, you know, we can see this type of work, be regulated, be accepted among, among society. And, uh, cause I just, I think that, uh, I think the entire world could use a little bit of, um, a little bit of intimacy and connection. You <laughs> yeah. Know? There's, there's, that's, if there's one thing that's, that's missing, uh, that's, that's probably one, one piece to the puzzle. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, on the show. And thank you so much for taking time of your schedule to chat with us. This has been a real delight. Thank you. And if anyone wants to follow us on, on Twitter or X, I guess it is now, <laughs> uh, it's at Bella's Hacienda. Okay. And, uh, you know, bellas.us. That's a great website too. You know, it's got some humor. It's a call to action. If you want to do it this way, this is what you'll get. If you want to do it this way, illegally, this is what you can expect. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, and lately I've really had some good fortune where, you know, the um, New York times did an article that was about the business aspect of it. You know, so it was on the financial section and and no brothel has been able to do that where it actually was treated as a legal business. So I think that's a big step in the correct Mm. direction. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the uh, editor of the newspaper got a few disgruntled letters about that, though. We'll get anytime (laughs) anything. Maybe not. (laughs) not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. So we could say that it was more like, oh. You know, my website, you know, hit like an all-time high. This thing, <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's okay. That's how we cast this net wider. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. Well, thank you yeah, again thank for you. the work that you're doing. And, and we're glad to be a part of, of helping cast that net. So it, it really means a lot that you took time to sit and chat with us. Anytime. 
And you both are so wonderful. You're progressive. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, you know, you, you get you get conservative with age, I, I heard. So who knows? In, in 20 years, I might be uh, might be barking up a completely different tree. You never know. I'm going the other way. <laughs> me too, Bridie. Yeah, obviously me too. All right, there we have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to, so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turn me on podcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that sex toy, <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself? <laughs>